Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of America, the official podcast of the People's National Party. I'm your host, Owen, and on today's episode, we will be reviewing probably one of my favorite topics when it comes to politics, and that is elections. For me, election season and election day specifically is just full of a bunch of hype, excitement, um, anxiousness uh, among the people who are voting. You know, the the research has been done, the polls have been taken, the surveys have been given out, the debates and speeches have been spoken, and now it is finally time for the voters to decide who they believe to be the best and most suited candidate to uh, earn the whatever political office is being run for. And specifically this week, there will be two special elections um, on this off-year election system right now, and that is the New York City mayoral race between Eric Adams and Curtis Sliwa, and the Virginia gubernatorial race between uh, Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe. Um, all four candidates uh, have been campaigning for months now. They've been promoting their agendas. The people have been listening. The people of New York City and Virginia have been listening to what they've had to say. And now, here at the People's National Party, not only have we chosen the two candidates that we will endorse, but we're also going to provide an episode of this podcast to explain why we've chosen these candidates and why we think they are the most suitable in promoting our populist message that needs to be spoken in today's day and age. Now, it's probably no surprise to most of you who we've actually formally endorsed. It's already been pretty out there for a while now, on our, especially on our social media. We have chosen to endorse uh, Glenn Youngkin for the Virginia race and uh, Curtis Sliwa for New York City. Uh, those are the two Republicans in these races. And we chose these two people not because they fit with our party platform or because we necessarily agree with them on all of their issues, but mostly because they believe in preserving the America that the people here at the PNP strive for. And, you know, we may disagree on economics or uh, other issues like that, but for the most part, we are all unified in one way or another in the struggle against radical leftist propaganda and the radical agenda that is infesting our education system here in America and the, uh, the labor force as well. So um, we're basically just here to give you more details on these two candidates, um, why we've obviously chosen to endorse them, and um, the pros and cons about each one. So if we take a look at uh, Glenn Youngkin's uh, agenda and platform, he actually doesn't have a clearly defined outlying uh, agenda for the policies he's going to necessarily implement, but he does have some talking points. Uh, one of, some of his biggest things that he's talked about is he wants to cut costs for Virginians, keep the community safe, reinvigorate job, job growth, restore excellence in education, and make the government work for you. So if you look more into detail, under cutting costs for Virginians, he plans on eliminating Virginia's grocery tax and suspending the recent gas tax hike uh, for 12 months. That, 
that's his temporary solution to that kind of a problem. Uh, he also believes in putting more funding into law enforcement and protecting qualified immunity for the law enforcement heroes of these communities. That's under keeping the communities safe. In reinvigorating job growth, he obviously believes in cutting taxation for businesses, um, decreasing regulations, very typical establishment Republican talking points. Um, he believes that in order he will do this and uh, the market will increase in Virginia. He says currently after zero job growth from 2013 through 2020, Virginia currently ranks 44th in the job recovery during the pandemic and was recently ranked as the 49th best state to start a business. So he definitely hopes to uh, improve areas around there. He also supports um, what he calls restoring excellence in education, as I said, and that includes keeping schools open safely five days a week. So no more democratic rule like they have in California, as an example right now, where kids are being forced to stay home and parents are having to find alternative ways for their kids to be babysat and watched and um, cared for while they go to work. No more, you know, tossing around that. Another huge one is he plans on ridding the political agendas from the classroom by banning critical race theory, a huge, huge issue that really... Um, is at the heart of most Virginians. We obviously know a lot of the school board meetings that have been going on in places like Virginia, um, uh, especially with Loudoun County, the school district. A lot of uh, gossip and stuff has been going on around there. Um, and the state of Virginia as a whole has just been under Democratic leadership for so long that the people of the state are starting to realize, or Commonwealth, I should say, it's it's a Commonwealth of Virginia. Um, the people of the Commonwealth are beginning to realize that you know maybe this left wing agenda is not fitting well with the the community here. So um, they're looking for alternatives, which is why the race is getting super super close. You know, we all thought this was going to be. A runaway for Terry McAuliffe, who are, formerly served as governor of Virginia in the past years um, and is seeking uh, re-election after he spent some time away from from politics. And um, he's getting desperate. He really is. Uh, McAuliffe is. He, he had to bring in the big guns. He had to bring in Obama and Biden to campaign with him. He had to bring in Stacey Abrams from Georgia. He had to bring in big political names in order to uh, to try and uh, bring up more support for his um, for his campaign, because it's getting to the point that the polls are showing. Now you can trust the polls or not after 2020 and what we saw with that. But if you do look at the polls, you'll see that uh, Youngkin is closing the gap to the point where now they're practically tied. So it really could go either way on election night on November 2nd. And that's what we're going to be looking for here at the PNP. And we'll definitely be reporting on it in the future. Now, as for Curtis Sliwa, Curtis Sliwa is less of a mainstream Republican and more of a, um, he's not a populist like us, but he, he cares about the people of New York. And something that makes him different from Youngkin, Youngkin has been a white-collar uh, investor and uh, 
businessman for many, many years, his entire life, and he's made a lot of money off of it. He's definitely not a, um, you know, local guy who's, you know, standing with the working class and everything like that, which is why he's a mainstream Republican. However, Curtis Sliwa has devoted his entire life to protecting the communities in New York City um, and all the boroughs around, around it because he believed that in the 70s and 80s, there was obviously a lack of policing and law enforcement in these communities that he cared for so much, especially in, in impoverished minority communities. And um, he believed it was his responsibility to, to care for these people. So he started the Guardian Angels. Many people, um, many people in the baby boomer generation and the Gen X generation um, are familiar with the name of the Guardian Angels went around patrolling these streets and these neighborhoods in New York City um, to make sure they were safe and secure. And, you know, they were doing their part. And now, Curtis Sliwa, as he's getting up there in his age, um, is trying to find alternative ways to give back to his community. Um, he's obviously a lifelong New Yorker. And um, he has some plans, uh, economically and socially, on uh, fixing the problems that New York City faces, because there are many of them. Uh, he plans on addressing the homeless, crisis, homeless crisis, housing crisis. Um, he wants to reform property taxes. He wants to make New York City more business friendly, especially for small businesses, another thing that Youngkin is very supportive of, but in Virginia. Um, he wants to implement no-skill shelters. He wants to, what he's calling, refund the police. He wants to provide safer subways. Uh, interesting studies have shown that people are more worried than ever nowadays in New York City to hop on the subway and in order to get to work because they're afraid they're going to be mugged or something's going to happen. He wants to um, work on cryptocurrency as it is the currency of the future, many people say. He wants to work on uh, storm resiliency in, in the city and the, the boroughs around it. And uh, specifically, he talks about supporting working families, which is a huge, huge issue, especially here at the People's National Party, something we can relate with in, in many, many ways, which is why Sliwa, who actually has described himself in the past as some sort of a populist, definitely, uh, definitely is worth looking into. Um, the point is, is that the man cares for the people, uh, especially the people he has been protecting for the past many, many decades at this point. And uh, he's a fighter. The problem is that most New Yorkers are unfamiliar with his policies. They assume that most Republicans are just mainstream and aren't going to actually make any change. Um They've also been fed a lot of leftist propaganda because New York City specifically is extremely liberal, but the entire state, for that matter, is led by Democrats. And they've been fed the, the partisan propaganda that the Republicans are horrible, awful, racist, homophobic, all the phobias and isms, all of them combined. That's the Republican Party for you. So they don't get an honest understanding of who these people actually are because Curtis Sliwa I had someone tell me a couple days ago, they didn't even know, first off, who was running under the Republican ticket for the mayoral race. And once I to told 
them it was Curtis Sliwa, uh, they were like, oh, I didn't know he was a Republican. Because the fact of the matter is that, again, he's not a mainstream Republican. He's not uh, a partisan hack. And I do feel like that can definitely do well, especially in these inner city communities who have been affected by democratic policies that have kept them in the dirt and unable to achieve any sort of economic mobility in, in the uh, economic classes. They haven't been able to move out of poverty most of the time because of, again, democratic policies that just leave them behind and are in favor of big business. And the Republicans do the same thing too, don't get me wrong. Um, but Curtis Sliwa does have solutions and he wants to implement them. And I think at this point, it's not necessarily about winning uh, the election next week or this week and, and uh, you know, defeating Eric Adams, but it's more about creating a political movement that can continue on through the years after Curtis Sliwa, after the next election, after, you know, who knows how long it's going to take. The point is, is he's trying to start a movement, a political movement that will have um, a chain of success as the future progresses. And, you know, it's very difficult to start a political movement, especially when you don't have the capital and the, the numbers, by numbers I mean people who are willing to support your movement. It's, it's very hard to start it and grow it. And if Curtis Sliwa and Glenn Youngkin can represent our views at a national level or even the state and local level like, we've, like we're seeing in these two elections specifically, that's something. It's one step towards the ultimate goal of providing an America that works for the people, that cares for the people, that stands with the people. I don't see Eric Adams, Terry McAuliffe, or the establishment Democrats doing a very good job at representing the American people. And here at the PNP, I mean, we, we don't see that in the Republicans either, obviously. That's why, if I mean, if we did, we would be Republicans. But we don't. And that's because both parties are to blame. As I've said in the last week's episode, both parties are to blame for ruining this country. But you cannot judge the people off of their party affiliation, their legal party affiliation. You have to look at them as an individual. And you also have to compare election to election. Instead of voting Democrat or Republican down ballot all the way, you do have to care about what each candidate has to say. Especially when you're put in the position like us, where you support policies that are both considered to be left-wing and right-wing. And then you have to do the difficult job of weighing the pros and cons of each candidate. So this is why I encourage you as the listeners to do your own research in these elections and in others. If you're in Virginia or if, or if you're in New York City and you're fig trying to figure out who to vote for, um, here at the PNP, we do, as I've said, endorse the Republicans, but it is important that you make your own educated decision not a partisan decision, not a decision that, 
your family and your friends and your community are going to make necessarily, but a decision that you want to make. Because that's what voting is all about. You have to have an open mind and you have to accept all views or at least be willing to listen to them. Thank you so much, everyone, for hanging around to the end of the episode. This um, specific week was a little bit shorter than usual um, since we're only talking about the two specific candidates in these uh, these two elections coming up in a couple days. But, um, yeah, we really hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, there's links and ways to learn more about us, our party, our platform, our beliefs. And, um, you know, whether it's going to our website, our social media, um, contacting us through email, whatever, there's uh, plenty of ways to do it, especially in today's day and age with so much access to technology. So we really hope you enjoyed the episode, everyone. And until next week, God bless. <laughs>